Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 81, Staying Connected with Truth Faithful words may not be beautiful. Beautiful words may not be faithful. Those who love do not quarrel. Those who quarrel do not love. Those who know are not learned. Those who are learned do not know. The riches of the self-controlled person are in the inner life. When one spends for others, one has more for oneself. When one gives to others, one has much more for oneself. Heavenly Tao blesses all and hurts no one. The way of the self-controlled person is to act and not to fight. That's verse 81 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Isabella Mears. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about knowing the truth when we experience it. Part two talks about the property of reflection. And part three talks about emulation. Okay, so, knowing the truth when we experience it, part one. This is at least my experience. Whenever I hear the truth, whenever I experience the truth, I just know it. As a matter of fact, in, I think it's the preface or the opening paragraphs or chapters of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, he mentions this concept as well. He says, I don't know that there's anything really that qualifies me to do any of this stuff. I just know that when I hear the truth, it resonates with me. 
And for me, that has been the case as well. Now, sometimes it's a little tricky to discern what is my ego agreeing with what it wants to hear and what the actual truth is. <laughs> um, but that said, when I am quiet, when I'm connected with Tao, when I'm actually paying attention to that which is already there, when I hear truth, I know it. And I know that's the same for you. It's the same for all of us as humans. So I feel like that's really what we're getting at in this first part of the verse. Of course, it's laid out in typical Lao Tzu paradox, which is beautiful. And um, it's just illustrated in, in terms of, you know, at least the first line, even. It's faithful words may not be beautiful. Okay. Yeah, the truth hurts sometimes, right? And beautiful words may not be faithful. Man, I have had so many folks in my life that I have allowed to tell me nice things so that they could get what they wanted from me. And of course, just to be clear, that's their, that's not their fault. That's my fault for listening to the words of honey poured into my ear. <laughs> I'm so happy I know that now. <laughs> okay, so that's part one. It's basically that when we know the truth, we experience it. Now let's talk about part two, which talks about the property of reflection. So we get into part two, when Lao Tzu says, the riches of the self-controlled person are in the inner life, and when one spends for others, one has more for oneself. Going back to our smile example, do you remember the last time you smiled at somebody and they smiled back? You were kind to someone and they were grateful? That is a great example of the property of reflection. And then also, of course, when you're mean with somebody, they're mean back and, and everything like that, right? One of the things that I learned about two, maybe three years ago was this works in business as well. I was working on a startup project. Uh, I was just trying to make some money and I had been focusing on the monetization effort. And at some point I got tired of it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to be helpful. And when I did, I became helpful. That's when the money actually started happening, which was crazy. And here's the other thing. When looking for a spouse, and at the time I wasn't looking for a marriage partner. I was just looking for a companion and one with whom I could experience intimacy. I would go and try to find people that I felt attractive and talk with them. And it was all about me. But in those moments of giving up, because, you know, it happened, I was like, you know what, I, I'm just going to be single for the rest of my life because I can't do this. That, and almost every time, has been when a person who has become my partner has showed up in my life. It's crazy. So this idea of reflection is shown to me all the time, all the time. The question is whether or not I'm ready to receive and participate in the property of reflection. <laughs> so I can take this verse and I can apply that and say, well, when I spend for others, I actually have more for myself. I have experienced an incredible amount of riches, spiritual riches from just giving. And I've found it beautiful. Now, the third part says, okay, well, 
now that we know this, we know the truth when we experience it, and we can actually give it away and receive it back, how do we actually do that? Well, part three says, well, emulate the Tao. So Lao Tzu says, heavenly Tao blesses all and hurts no one. So the way of the self-controlled person is to act and not to fight. In other words, emulate the Tao. Be like the Tao. Bless all, hurt no one, give and be connected. And that's really the deal, it seems, at least for me right now. So those are the three parts of verse 81, insofar as I've experienced them today. Part one talks about knowing the truth when we experience it. Part two talks about the property of reflection. And part three talks about emulation of the Tao. So let's go ahead and put that back together. I'll read verse 81 again. Faithful words may not be beautiful. Beautiful words may not be faithful. Those who love do not quarrel. Those who quarrel do not love. Those who know are not learned. Those who are learned do not know. The riches of the self-controlled person are in the inner life. When one spends for others, one has more for oneself. When one gives to others, one has much more for oneself. Heavenly Tao blesses all and hurts no one. The way of the self-controlled person is to act and not to fight. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering staying connected with truth. There are two. The first one is that we know the truth when we hear it. And number two is more of a question. Why do Tao anyway? We know the truth when we hear it. I like the first lines of the concluding verse of the Tao Te Ching. Lao Tzu is basically telling us, don't fall for the BS. Stay true to center, and you'll always be good. Such a great way to express what's been said by other sages. Siddhartha Gautama told us to beware of our tendency to revere the teacher or even the teachings, saying that true direction and wisdom comes from within. It's so empowering for me. It's basically like, look, we can give you the words and the signposts and everything, but at the end of the day, the only person who can walk on this path is you because it is unique to you and it just isn't set up so that anyone but you can do it. We can only share our experiences in assisting, but that's about all. So on one hand, I'm looking at this message and thinking to myself, great, I knew it all alone again. (laughs) And then I laugh a little and say, typical ego doing your thing. Because then I remember that I'm never alone. When I practice our three treasures of compassion, contentment, and humility, that ego just falls away. And I'm left with the knowing that I am connected with Tao. I always have been. Now, At 44 years old and raised in a Western culture with Western thoughts and human ones too, this is very easy to forget. 
And why shouldn't it be? I've been gifted with consciousness and the ability to create. So when I was younger, I created this version of my ego that believes it's all alone and that the five senses are pretty much all there are. It took time to craft it and it will take time to uncraft it. I feel like it won't take as long to uncraft it, though, mostly because at the time I was crafting it, I was mostly unaware of what I was doing. Now I have enough awareness to uncraft it, which I think will make the process go quicker. And not that quicker means better, just that for now, that's what I'm thinking. The thing is that when I was crafting my naughty ego, I was doing it based on a set of perceptions, my perceptions about how the world worked and what that meant. Having completed another cycle of the Tao Te Ching, I am reminded how partial that creation actually was. Now I know that how the world works and what it means is much, much bigger. Further, I know that it's too big for me to fit into my head all at once. (laughs) But that's okay. You know why? Because it's not my job to figure out the world. For me, my job is to experience it. And when I do need to know how it works, I can rely on the Tao to show me what I need and when. I think about this like I would a mobile phone. There's this little device with some processing capabilities. The most important thing that it does is access the internet and access the communications network. It doesn't have to know everything a search engine knows or the internet knows. It just has to be able to access it. Same with me. Now, if I've got all these little useless apps on the phone and they take up memory space, the phone's ability to access the cloud diminishes. In a similar way, when I'm clogging up my attention with old programs that I built when I unknowingly crafted that ego, I'm experiencing a connection with Dao, but maybe not one as efficient. So, if I want a faster processor, more direct access to Dao, I know what I need to do clear out the old programs. We've discussed how to do that throughout this podcast, albeit in a meandering way as we followed Lao Tzu's thoughts. But do we really need to systematically clear them out? Or could we just allow Tao to show us the way as we go? The qualified Taoist might say to let it happen naturally. This unqualified student of the Tao says that he's going to do both, (laughs) at least until he doesn't need to anymore. I know the truth when I hear it. It just resonates with me, as I know it resonates with you too. My plan is to keep practicing compassion, contentment, and humility, sometimes actively, sometimes passively, alongside that guidance from Dao that just seems to show up right when it's needed. Why do Dao anyway? You know, sometimes I forget why I'm practicing this. Even in meditation, I'll wonder, why am I just sitting here? When it's late at night and I'm trying to get to sleep and I start thinking about a verse or a principle or something I learned that day, I wondered, am I just using Tao as a pacifier for my mind? The Tao Te Ching is just a book of the way of virtue. What's the big deal with virtue anyway? Like, who cares? 
I could be as good or bad as I want, and as long as I don't get caught, there really aren't any consequences, are there? <laughs> Brave thoughts, don't you think? <laughs> Brave because the Dan of the now is regarding their progenitor with a raised eyebrow, slightly downturned mouth, and a soft nod that seems to say, Okay, go ahead. Let's see where this line of thinking goes for you. And that's because Dan of the now knows and experiences and accesses something that renders those previous thoughts irrelevant with a simple sound, one that doesn't require much effort and doesn't even have to be uttered in order to invoke its power. That sound is Dao. But wait, the progenitor might say. Even if I believed you, even if for a moment I set aside my so-called forgetting, even if I was curious about this power, provided I didn't think it was balderdash, what is this Tao you speak of? Where is it? How do you access it? All I hear are words. As you and everyone else who hears them does, I might reply, frustrating the progenitor greatly, but not in a purposefully enigmatic way. It is simply that the progenitor speaks the truth, and I have nothing to counter his sentiment. Perhaps he would be compelled to push further, saying something like, Ah yes, fine, Dan of now, I will suppose that you tell me the truth, yet I can see a stark difference between you and I. I am firmly rooted in reality, while you are too, but you have another air about you. It's something underneath you, something I know is there but can only sense, some kind of impenetrable security that makes you seem more firmly rooted than I, despite your riddles and paradoxes. And I might ask, does this intrigue you, progenitor? I think it does, yes, he says. And I ask him, what if I told you that you already know what it is because the only way you could sense it? was if you had it inside you already. I would say that you are simultaneously full of it and wise beyond your appearance. So you wouldn't reject it out of hand then. I would say that you have earned a brief moment of my attention. Very well, I might say. That is all that is required. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps the conversation with myself would end there. Perhaps it would continue. Perhaps it would continue another day. Or perhaps it would continue immediately. Whatever the outcome, I would know that I helped the progenitor water that tiny seed of doubt that reality as he experiences it through his senses is but one facet of many representations of the truth. And I would know that that wouldn't even be the point. <laughs> I have found that the point is, there is no point. <laughs> so back to the progenitor's questions. Why am I doing all these things? Why am I cultivating myself? Why do I contemplate and spend time with Tao? Well, at first, it was because there was something about the verses that made me feel better about life in general. Then, it was because I perceived them as tools I could use to fix my perspective. As I progressed through my practice of tool use, I wanted to share with others because I found that they were indeed powerful. 
As I learned more, I learned there was no end to, to practice. So I stopped trying to master the tools and opened my heart and my mind to a never-ending stream of delightful but sometimes painful lessons. As I began cooperating with Tao, I sensed the immense power at my back, and everything I could do paled in comparison. And then, on a very few occasions, I learned what it felt like to remember that I was connected to Tao. Connection. That is why I do all of this. At least for now. I have become, in those few occasions, aware of that connection I inherently have to Tao and therefore all things. That is why. I want nothing else. It is everything I have always ever wanted, needed, or craved. And I will do anything, anything to keep that connection. For that is my reason. Now, the progenitor does take center stage often, however. Dan of the now feels connected, then forgets what disconnected feels like, and then by default allows the progenitor to speak and feel, and Dan of the now forgets again what connected feels like. But Dan of the now remembers that practicing harmony with the Tao by way of virtue gets him back home. So Dan of the now keeps doing it. He keeps meditating. He keeps using Tao in quiet and noisy times because he remembers somehow that doing those things keeps him walking on that path toward what he doesn't remember, but he remembers it's beautiful and it's all he ever wants. So that will wrap up the discussion today. To summarize my experience, with this verse and considering staying connected with truth, I thought about two things. Number one is that we know the truth when we hear it. And number two was more of that question, why do thou anyway? For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of staying connected with truth in this verse today. In this final verse of the Tao Te Ching, I feel like there are three things with which Lao Tzu leaves us. The first is that when we are connected with Tao, which is always, by the way, we can see without looking, listen without hearing, feel without touching, and internalize without smelling or tasting. Now, the second is the property of reflection. Both internal and external to ourselves, which to me means that when I look inside, the Tao is reflected back. When I emit either self or Tao from me to others, that comes back to me. Ripples in a pond, while they emanate outwards, always return to the source. And the third is that emulating the Tao is the way to align ourselves with it, just like a magnet points towards the closest pole. So, <laughs> how do we practice all of this? Well, that's our individual choice. Throughout this podcast, we've discovered different ways to put the principles into practice and have acknowledged that those aren't the only ways. In fact, I suspect that like the Tao, the number of ways I can use to practice those principles are myriad, perhaps infinite, probably infinite. <laughs> In my short journey so far with Tao, 
Now, I've learned four centering mindsets that lead to different practices for different times, and I'll leave them with you for your consideration. The first is I must approach the Tao with as much sincerity as I can. It doesn't matter how deeply sincere I am, just the best I can do in the moment is enough. And number two is then I ask Tao for the willingness to see things in a different way. I ask for awareness. The third thing is I ask Tao to show me what I can do to practice. And the fourth then is I ask Tao to help me be willing to practice once I know the way. This is pretty much the cycle for me. It is simple and easy to do, at least most of the time. This mindset has helped me to become open to new ways of seeing things, new meditations, new contemplations, and what I feel is the coolest thing yet. Being able to work with Tao to transmute my hang-ups, fears, and the negativity that has been with me since childhood into a loving, very real connection with myself, others, and the environment around me. I am experiencing being human. It can be great. It can be horrifying. <laughs> it can be incredibly beautiful. I can choose to do it alone. I can choose to do it with Tao. That choice is mine alone, and the action is mine to take. Tao is impartial to my choice, so even the Tao doesn't influence my choice or action. How profoundly poignant is that? This is my journey. This is your journey. This is our journey. We all share this human experience and yet we experience it individually. I am grateful that I have been willing enough to experience Tao in all its myriad forms. I am grateful for this human experience. I am grateful I can know compassion, contentment, and humility. I am grateful I have had this experience because of and with you. Thank you. And that will wrap up the episode. And that will wrap up the podcast. Thank you for considering the principle of staying connected with truth with me today. And thank you for this wonderful journey as we experienced the Tao Te Ching together. To close out this episode, I will leave you with a final reading of verse 81 of the Tao Te Ching translated by Isabella Mears. Faithful words may not be beautiful. Beautiful words may not be faithful. Those who love do not quarrel. Those who quarrel do not love. Those who know are not learned. Those who are learned do not know. The riches of the self-controlled person are in the inner life. When one spends for others, one has more for oneself. When one gives to others, one has much more for oneself. Heavenly Tao blesses all and hurts no one. The way of the self-controlled person is to act and not to fight.
Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.